Looks like we're good. Let me make sure the camera's on. It's on. All right. Welcome to the 8672 podcast. It's Chris. Wise can't be here. Um, he's out on assignment. We didn't want to leave y'all two weeks and um hanging, but um leave y'all hanging for two weeks. Um, but why should be back next week? My brother, my blood, we'll see you next week. Um, episode 19, episode 19, I believe. Um, uh, one to kick things off uh, today being, um, was it Ju- June 2nd? Um, being uh, 100 years removed from uh, what we know as the Tulsa Massacre, um, where the largest... Um, independently ran black community um, in U.S. history uh, was massacred um, in the in the manner or in the midst of what was a race riot. Um, and 1921, there was a situation where a young black teenager um, well, had a, was in an elevator with a young white woman. Um, while in the elevator, the the young white woman screamed. Uh, nobody knew what what happened with the situation. Um, there was a warrant out for the young black teenager's arrest. Um, he was actually arrested the following morning. Um, what happened from there? You had uh, rumors about what actually happened in the elevator without any anybody actually knowing anything. Um, and then you had the Tulsa Tribune, I believe it was, uh, who put out a story, a front page story the following morning um, saying that there were charges, uh, publicizing charges of a sexual assault, um, the black teenager against the young white female. Um, so when that, that came out, you had a angry, um, angry group of white Tulsa citizens that um, came down to the courthouse and were demanding that the young black teenager be handed over. Um, the, the sheriff at that time uh, didn't <clears throat> didn't uh, release the, uh, the young black teenager to the mob. Um, but 1921, you know um, what, to what time frame we're talking about. We're talking segregation. Uh, we're talking hate crimes. We're talking... Um, the re- reemergence of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, so there were rumors that he was going to be hanged or the belief of the black community was he was going to be hanged because in that time there was, you weren't, as a young black man being charged sexual assault against a young white woman, um, your, the odds aren't in your favor. Um, so you had a group of uh, black citizens that went down to the courthouse and the sheriff did what I'll say, um, to give him credit, he did uh, guard the black teenager um, with his men um, so that no, no harm could come to him. Um, the members of the black community didn't, when they went down to the courthouse um, as a means of offering protection for the black teenager as well. Um, because, like I said, in that time, your the odds were not in your favor. Um, and chances are he was going to be hanged. So they went down um, and... 
to to offer some support and protection for him. Um, just looking out for his well being, um, knowing what what what, could, what was possibly to come. Um, with that, uh, you had your the white citizens in in the town um, <clears throat> in a, in an uproar, right? Um, so what happened is you got white citizens in an uproar, um, black citizens um, also in a, um, also in a like kind of protective state because we know where this is going and we want we don't we don't want the this young man to fall victim to this situation. Um, so you have two sides that meet um, by um, in the courthouse at the courthouse. Um, Shots rang out. Um, chaos kind of goes from there. Um, the black citizens retreat to um, Greenwood. Um, I think that's, that's the proper name of the town. Greenwood. Um, with them retreating to Greenwood, they were outnumbered. Um, the white citizens followed them to Greenwood. And what ensued was <clears throat> um, a massacre, right? Um, so it's called a Tulsa Massacre for a reason. Um Upwards of 37 blocks were burned and looted. Um, everything from banks, churches, uh, schools, uh, over over a thousand homes. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, the initial report was about was 36 deaths, um, but historians have found um, evidence to say like it was actually upwards of 300 deaths. Um, that if that's not enough, what happens after it um, was pretty much like a media cover up, right? So um, your the Tulsa Tribune even went back and removed the uh, front page headline that was put up um, that kind of sparked everything, where like the young man was accused of uh, sexual assault, um, and I might add he was the charges were later dropped because there was no evidence uh, um, to that, um, but. Yeah, um, so that's what that's what the shirt is for Tulsa um, in remembrance um, of those lost in the Tulsa massacre. Um, that's why if you hear like um, Wise has said a few times, Black Wall Street. That's actually um, what he's talking about. Um, so if you if you're unaware of that, um, I recommend you go you you do your research and look that up um, because I um, as coming up in school, that's something that we weren't even um, taught taught in school. Um, I learned that a lot later in life through conversations with family members, um, my brother included. And it's like, uh, it's like Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. That's It's kind of just like you get context clues and then you go like find other pieces of the puzzle. Like you go look out and you get the the rest of the story or somebody will share the entire story or whatever like that. Um, But yeah, it's crazy uh, that... uh, that that um that happened and there were no charges on uh, any level of uh, the judicial system for for any of that right so none of that riot and looting none of that was uh, no one came up on charges for that so it was just a situation where it was it it happened they tried to cover it up and they tried to forget that it even um, took place uh, but. Yeah, so wanted to start there just in remembrance of those who um, lost their lives um, in that situation. Uh, <clears throat> and a lot of, and 
and also it's kind of sad too in the same aspect is like um we haven't we have come we have made some strides since then but uh, you see a lot of the same things um but just in different ways so um definitely paying my paying my respects to um the the Tulsa Tulsa massacre victims um but uh on another note what was some of this uh it was I ain't I wasn't going to be too heavy. It was something else I want to talk about. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. Oh, DMX album review. Yeah. So, Dog um, dropped. Dog's album dropped. Um, <clears throat> Friday. Last Friday. Great album, man. Love the album. Um, top to bottom. Um, yes, I'm biased, but I haven't heard anybody, um, give the album a bad review. Those I know, those I see on the internet, um, celebrities I see on the internet talk about it too. Um, nah, I think it was a real dope album. Um, I was telling my, my boy the other day, I was like, yo, I just wish it is such a good project and such a good album. I wish he was alive to like see the love that the joint that the album is getting um and him be able to get that um at at 50 like the same way that um the like we we get we give jay his flowers um for his his recent projects and things like that um because i think it was an interview with swiss and he was talking about like uh x always had like that chip and he, he felt like he wasn't getting the respect that he deserved or, or earned, um, he wasn't feeling that way until he had the verses this past year. Um, but so it would have been cool to see him like get that kind of victory lap, you know what I mean, uh treatment um for this album. I I think the album is dope. Real dope, real dope. Um my favorite song on that joint probably is um because I'm a sucker for like the the optimist songs. I'm like an eternal optimist um and some and some um, aspects so that uh, re- uh, not I keep saying Renegade um, Skyscraper that's my joint and I'm a sucker for a, a nice bass line too like um, the bass line on that song I wish I knew how to play bass guitar that joint uh, a nice bass guitar um, nice bass line get you like I, that that joint goes hard um, uh, Letter to My Son is, is fire too um uh, bath sauce is dope. Um, I think people missed that because I, I saw a bunch of people like comment on um, the thing Jay uh, said about Kim for for either reason. Not saying that it was on some like um, him speaking. Well, they they took it as it was a dis, it, it, they took it as a, like a diss towards her. Um, it sounded like a diss towards her. I ain't gonna say they took it as that. Um, but that's also Swiss also said that that's those are old verses too. So. Um, that's a song they had in the stash for a minute and, uh, X was, was, wanted it to be on this project. He wanted it, he, he wanted it to be released on something that, that mattered or Swiss said he wanted it to be on something that mattered. So, um, that's a, those are old verses. Um, that, I mean, Bad Sauce is dope. I like, uh, that's my dog, like the intro to the album, give you that, uh, 90s Rough Riders feel, um, X in the locks, like killed it. Um, what's this other joint name? I'm about to look it up right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What's the name of that joint? Um, I like the Take Control joint with, with Snoop. Um, Hold Me Down. Hold Me Down. I like that joint with Alicia Keys. Um, I like the whole album, man. Even the, the Dogs Out joint with uh, Lil Wayne. My, my least favorite song, and I still like this song, my least favorite song on the album is Money, Money, Money with um, Money Bag Yo. And I like Money Bag Yo, but I don't like Money Bag Yo with X. Um, and I think I also, I kind of got a, a, like a jaded view of the song because I had, I heard the interview where Swiss said that was the track that Pop Smoke was supposed to be on with X. And I really, I like that, that combo better than Money Bag Yo and X. So I was like, uh, I kind of went into it like thinking like, damn, this should be Pop Smoke and it was Money Bag Yo. So I probably didn't give Money Bag Yo a fair shake on the song, but I like the song, but it's just my least favorite out of the the entire project. Um, but like I listen to the, I listen to the joint straight through um, all the time. But like, yeah, yeah, because I feel like what X was talking about in that song, Money Bags verse, ain't really speak to that. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Great project, X. Um, who he got? He on um, this project is getting that love. Too, um, just sad he couldn't be here to see it. Um, what's next? What's next? What we wanted to get to? Oh, we got uh, Mayweather versus Logan Paul um, this Sunday. Uh, I think Mayweather gonna win. He better win. Goodness gracious! And then we got Tyron Woodley supposed to be fighting Jake Paul um, in August. Uh, he gotta win that. I think that's so. That's one that's gonna be. Um, it's, I have more worry, but I still think Tyron Woolley's gonna win. But I don't have any worry about Mayweather. But Tyron Woolley's gotta win that fight. But it's crazy that these dudes is making more money fighting like Jake Paul. And I'm not talking about Mayweather. I'm talking about um. Tyron Woolley, he's making more money fighting Jake Paul than he ever made fighting in the UFC. They making Dana White look bad. Like, that's crazy. Like, and if you, like, and I'll take it back to the Floyd situation, people be like, yo, Floyd, Floyd must need the money. But, like, think about that. Like, he's not making as much as he made as a boxer, but, they, like, that's because the way he got his situation set up, he's his own boss. So he makes, he set the, the bar way higher. But, like, your average boxer... Like, you know what I'm saying? Not, I won't say your average boxer. Your top tier, your average to top tier boxers. Like, some of them dudes won't make what Mayweather's making to fight uh, the the other brother. um, Logan Paul. Like, yeah. Like, some of them dudes ain't, ain't making it. I think he said he's getting a guaranteed salary, I think, of $60 million or something like that. And then he get 50% of the pay-per-view buys. That's crazy. Hold on. What's this joint? What's this number? Um, I'll tell y'all in a second. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking. It's coming up. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I passed it. It's coming. It's coming. I passed it. Hey, it's coming. It's coming. I passed it. 
He is coming, just coming, that guy, that pass. I pass it again. What the heck, man? Whoa, 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 whoa. This is not showing me what it showed me earlier. No. Maybe I... I think I went to the wrong thing. Hold on. Hold on. It's coming up. Yeah. Okay. No. I, I, I guessed it. So it says he sporting free reported that he was guaranteed $10 million in base salary and 50% pay-per-view shares. Right? So if the pay-per-view, if they do a million and the pay-per-view is... 60, I say on average $60, like, what's that, 60 million? Yeah, 60 million, and he get 50% of that. So that's $40 million for the best boxer of all time to fight a dude that been boxing for less than five years, if that. Like, maybe like two, three years. I don't even know, but it, it's still... Ain't as long as Floyd been fighting. He's the best boxer of all time. Like, like in my opinion, the best boxer of all time. But to he can make forty million for doing that, and it's less less rounds too. Less rounds. That's crazy. Like I feel like like even if like, that's just that's like you got to take that. I don't think you could ever be a, in a like people who make a lot of money. They make a lot of money, and. I don't think they will look at you can look at that and be like, nah, like why? Why not? It's less dangerous. I mean, he, uh, technically Logan Paul got a puncher's chance, but his percentage of landing that punch is way lower than some of these dudes. Is way lower than Shane Mosley. When and Floyd for him is way lower than Pacquiao. You know what I mean? Like Timothy Bradley, Mar- Marcus Maidana, all of these people like. Nah. Now, what I will say is Logan Paul is bigger, but bigger, he probably is way slower than the dudes that Floyd's fought in his career. So, and he called it a legalized bank robbery. I agree. This is crazy. But what, what, what would be really, really crazy is if that small chance Logan Paul wins that fight, oh my gosh. I would I would hate to see it, but it would be crazy. That would be crazy. That would turn the sports world upside down. <laughs> but no, I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen though. Um, yo, you know what I'm gonna do? Um, cause I need to get in this. In, uh, I need to hear this song. I'm about to play this song. I need to um vibe out to this song real quick. And we'll get back into it. We're going to get a little interlude. Hold on. A little interlude. Let me slip into something a little more comfortable. A little more comfortable. Oh, which one? Which one do I want to listen to? We you yeah, 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 yeah. 
Now I'm gonna get on that brandy vibe. I'm gonna give him that brandy vibe, cause that joint is my joint. Let me turn on my headphones. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we will be having a brief inter interlude from the podcast. Um, please look to your left and your right. You will notice the ushers coming up and down the aisles. Uh, flag one down. They do have refreshments, drinks, um, handheld snacks, uh, warm towelettes, and uh, contraception. about me i know it's something wrong with you all my all the time it is what it is feeling crazy wanna be with me deep down deep down you can hear me you can hear me baby i'll give you this heart of mine Ooh, i'm on that borderline yeah yeah Don't wanna be scared all this time. Never ever cheat, never lie to me. I'm the most jealous girl in the whole wide world. Don't you ever hurt me? I'll change all you. I will do me and you how? Cause I'm falling in love all alone. I Never treat me the same, I ain't the same, I'm like nobody else. Ooh, I'm on that borderline, yeah, yeah. Ooh, don't wanna be scared so this time. Never ever cheat, never lie to me, I'm the most jealous girl in the whole wide world. Don't you ever hurt me, I'll change on you, I will do. I'm so dangerous, baby, I need you to see, believe what you see. And my feelings don't die, it's why I cry, cry, need to heal. Got another lady, have another baby, going crazy. Take what I can, baby. But then I couldn't take no chances. Come as a bitch, baby. Ooh, I'm on that borderline. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, don't wanna be scared so this time. Never ever cheat, never lie to me. I'll just go in the whole wide world I will meet hard jobs to the floor then you and I maybe in another lifetime right place call me at the wrong time room woo 
Yo, that is my joint right there. I love that song, man. That song is so fire. That song is so fire. I got I got to get another one though. I got to get another one in here. What else I want to hear? What else do I want to hear? This is getting me right. Right. Every time I move, I lose. When I look a mirror. Every time I turn around, back in love again. Right back, right back in love again. Here my, here my, back in love Um, hold up. Um, what is it? What is it? We about to get one joint. Oh yeah, this is my joint. And after this, we back into the show, baby. <laughs> Vibe with me. I know y'all can't hear it, but just ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Throw your hands in the sky and wave them from side to side. And if you're ready to party with eighty six seventy two, say simular. Ooh, ooh. Hey, we gonna take them back with this, like. Marvin, he was a friend of mine. Hey, and what he would do? And he would sing a song. Hey, his heart where? His heart in every line. Marvin, hey, let that, hey, hey, hey. Sing of the joy and pain. Hey, I told you about that bass line. Upper mind. And I still could hear him say, what'd he say? What'd he say? Talk to me so you can see what's going on. Hey, 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 hey. Say you will sing your song forevermore, evermore. Hey, I just see sunshine. Sweet sounds coming down on the night shift. Hey, bringing proud, ho, ho, I bet you're full of pride. Hey, 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 I'm gonna be alone night, but it's gonna be alright on the night shift. Hey, another home, I know you're not alone on the night shift. And we found another home. I know you're not alone on the night shift. Um, <coughs> um, uh, uh, oh, oh. The next person, they got a different name. They go by Jackie. Hey, what you doing now? Jackie got on them Daisy Dukes. Like yesterday. Hey, hey, hey. When we were working out, hey, I was getting in them guts, Jackie. Oh, you set the world on fire. Ha, she burned them. Clamp it up. Hey, gifted us higher and higher. Keep it up. You will be there. At your side, 
Say you will. Say your song forevermore, evermore. Gonna be some sweet sounds coming down on the night shift. Hey, one, two, three, go! Long night, gonna be alright on the night shift. Hey, I'm at the drums right now. Another home. I know you're not alone on the night shift. Gonna be some sweet sound, sweet sound. Oh, on the night shift. I know you're singing proud. Gonna be a long night. Well, it's gonna be alright on the night shift. Another home. I know you're not alone on the night shift. Please. Oh my goodness gracious, y'all. Woo! That felt good. That felt good. That felt amazing. Sometimes you just need to do that. I think everybody should listen to music really loud in their ears and just vibe out. Sometimes you just need to have a concert with yourself. It feels great. feels awesome. Whew, man. That got the juices flowing, man. Wow. I love that. I feel like I was at like a summer jam or something, like a summer festival or something. It was nighttime. We was looking at the crowd. It was wilding. Man, that's dope. Yo, you know, I'm all jumping all over the place. Uh, the show uh, Real World, that joint used to be my my show back in the days. Freaking um, back in the 90s. That was what, what I was just going on right there. I felt like that was like the confessional when... Um, the roommates would go in the confessional and they'd be always, you always find out all the drama on there. They'd be like, one cat come in there and be like, yeah, I'm, I don't think I really fit in here. Um, everybody's really immature and they want to just party all the time. I'm really trying to get my life together. I'm here for um, business opportunities and everybody just wants to get shit faced all the time and have lots of sex. And that's not really what I came here for. So that was like serious. And you kind of had another dude come in or other girl come in and like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so cool. Like I can't remember last night and somebody's in the room right now getting, It's like nah, yeah, nah. That used to be my show though. Like with the uh, my favorite one, Hawaii. I think Hawaii was uh, if Hawaii was with Ruthie. That was my joint. Um, Back to New York was dope. The first one, um, I think it was Real World. The first season of Real World where David and Puck. Um, <laughs> I think that was David because I think David got kicked off on the first episode because he like uh was playing. He pulled the towel off the one girl 
I think they kicked him off the show after the first episode. Um, but yeah, that one that season was funny. Uh, Boston was dope. I think that was CT. Yeah, Boston was dope. Um, yeah, that used to be the show. That used to be the show. I ain't really Road Rules was cool for a couple of seasons, um, but Real World was always way better, in my opinion. Um, what else we got going on? We got um, oh Naomi Osaki withdraws from the French Open. Um, so um, she re- withdrew from the French Open uh, with uh, be- due to, and I don't want to like crazy. I don't want to butcher this because. Uh, I believe it was due to um, interaction with the media um, for, for her mental health. Um, she was having a difficult time interacting with the media um, and she chose to withdraw from the French Open because they didn't permit her uh, to, they didn't relinquish her of her media obligation, right? So in order for her to play in the tournament, it, it had it, she couldn't just play in the tournament and then not do any interviews, um, they wouldn't allow that. So because of that, she withdrew from the French Open. Um, and I see like I see like both sides, both sides, like as far as like what people were saying. Not that I understand both sides. What I'm saying is like I see people arguing on both sides. Like some people are pro what she did. Some people are against what she did. They feel like um, if you're a professional athlete, that's part of the job and things like that. But what I, I'm more so on I. I get that point, but I'm more so on the other side because when did like professional athletes and celebrities stop being human beings? I think it also like it. We we kind of touched on that. Um, I don't know if it was uh, it was definitely two weeks ago if it was last episode, but or another previous episode before that. Like people also look do that with like pastors and stuff. Um, these people are all human beings. <laughs> Excuse me. So I say that about Naomi Osaki because, like, if she's having, like, legitimate mental health issues um, or, like, or not even mental health issues, like, anxiety issues and things like that because she has to talk to the media, like, we need to value the person, man. Like, that, that is crazy to me. Like, that, like I, I definitely understand that that's a part, like, you, you're saying, like, that's a part of um, her job, but, like, if we're in... If you're in the workplace, think about you at your at your nine to five. Like, if somebody, if you, it was a part of your job that was not the main part. Like, that's not the main thing, right? She's a tennis player. She's not saying that she can't play tennis in front of thousands of people. You know what I mean? She's not saying that, right? She's saying that after she did, after she did what she's talented in, right? The reason that you want to interview her, right? The sport that she loves, she's going to do that. But she's saying the aftermath, like talking to the media, is not good for her, right? So I would under I can understand like the the getting after her, like if she was saying like, oh, I need all my tennis matches need to be in an empty stadium, otherwise I can't I can't play here. That's not what she's saying. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't doesn't make any like it doesn't make sense to me how we devalue the person once they become a celebrity. Um, because I, if that was your daughter, like if that was my daughter, like I wouldn't want her to do that either. You know what I'm saying? And it, it becomes like, it comes to a point where it's like, yo, like we really 
from the from the standpoint of like fans who consume things, like that fandom get people going crazy, man. Like you you just be bugged out. Like your your uh grasp on reality and how things really are for people who are essentially just like you. I'm saying at the at the core of their being, they're just like you. You know what I mean? They're a warm blooded man with just like you are, right? Got feelings, got emotions, they got issues. We all got issues. Ain't nobody perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, and for people to be like, her issues don't matter because she makes a substantial amount of money and people are entertained by watching her do it, then she gotta stop being a human being. Like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody, not everybody, everybody has their own like gifts and um, things that they're comfortable dealing with, right? Um, Naomi Osaki's not comfortable dealing with the media. Then you got people on the opposite end of that, like like what Venus said, like the way she she copes with the media because this is the difficult thing, right? This is not something new. Like you have other athletes that have expressed these same types of things, right? But everybody deals with it differently. Like Venus Williams said, the way she copes with it is the fact that she knows that no matter what people say, um, none of them that's talking is even close to the to to as talented as as she is at playing that game at playing a game of tennis, right? So that's a different mindset. But her mind, like the way she deals with it, is it doesn't make Naomi Osaki wrong, right? You can't tell her like that she has to be that way. Um, it's just not it's just not fair. Like they don't they haven't they don't have the same experiences, so they won't be the same, right? It's not. It's not going to be the same, um, and that kind of leads me into um, the situation going on with that's been going on with Kwame Brown. We we ain't been on in two weeks. Wise asked me about it the last episode that we we were on, um, and at that time I hadn't listened to anything that was going on. Um, but like, uh, I'm most of you probably probably know um, about him going at going responding to Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. Um, and their continued claim of, or bandwagon claim, he as he calls it, um, as far as him being called a bust um, of his, in his NBA career. Uh, now, what I'll say, what I'll say, because I mean it is entertaining, like it's funny um, watching him. Um, what I will say, and I haven't watched all his videos, but from what I what I have watched, um, I don't know if they said anything. Now the personal thing that that Charlemagne um, released about his family and his dad and his brothers and stuff like that, like that's personal. So I understand um, the the going after uh, Charlemagne for the for for the for the personal jab um, in that regard um, to his family because that's that has nothing to do with me playing basketball, right? You you going into into things that don't nobody even know about me like that's not public that's it is public record but it's not something that I'm putting on display right my basketball talents is something that I'm on national TV I'm putting on display right um what I will say is now Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes they aren't analysts right so they don't that it's not their job to 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 critique but what I will say from the standpoint of like your your ESPN, your your guys who who are sports analysts, I think it is fair for them to critique the the skill level of people playing sports, right? Because that's what their job, that's what they're paid to do. They are paid to critique you 
as an athlete, right? Going back to Naomi Osaka, she's not saying um, that you can't critique. She's just not comfortable with, with the interaction. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even, I don't even think it was based around critique. It's just something she's not comfortable doing, right? But you put you put your display on on in public. There's a there's a a market, a profession that is there its job is to critique, right? Now, what whatever your going back to quality round, whatever your your uh classification is for somebody to be a bust, um, that to each his own, like I you know what I'm saying as far as what you classify as being a bust. Now, what I will say is if somebody's opinion is that he's a bust, then if they're an analyst and that's their job, they have the right to do that, right? Just like he has a right to like not appreciate that critique. Um, but as a professional athlete, when you're playing on TV, people are naturally going to critique you. I just be thinking it's funny because everything he's saying is true as far as like, um, he ain't no bust. He made however many millions of dollars. I completely agree with that, right? And I'm like, and I definitely have said like professional athletes suck and people are bust and things like that. I never had the call me Brown uh, conversation to be honest. Um, it's it just I just never cared as much to to like critique him like that. But um, I definitely am was on board with him being a bust, you know what I'm saying? As far as like number one overall pick. And when you think about, uh, number one overall pick, unfortunately you compare it to like, like LeBron, you know what I mean? Not everybody's compared to LeBron. That's a, that's a bad way of putting it. But when you think number one overall pick, you thinking game changing, you thinking franchise face of franchise type deal. And Kwame Brown wasn't that right. So, that's where I, I'm kind of at it. I'm like, all right, now if people are saying things personally where it's taking it beyond the basketball court, that's where it's an issue because that has nothing to do with me with him playing basketball. But I think it's fair to critique an athlete, but at the same time, you you keep it professional because you value the fact that they're a human being. Um, but in the real world, your your performance is critiqued, right? You get annual reviews, right? At work. Your performance is, re- is reviewed and that determines whether you're going to get a raise or if you keep your job at all. Right. So any any profession in the in the world, you're going to get um, you you get a, you get a critique on your performance. It just so happens that Kwame Brown's profession um, is in the public eye and his critique, his critics um, critique in the public eye also like that's a profession. I think that's fair. I don't think anybody, I don't think, personally, I don't think you can, it's, it deserves the, um, oh, you're, you're tearing, um, the black man down because you're critiquing, um, what he's doing on, on the athletic field of his profession, right? So, on the, or whether it be on the court or on the field, I don't think that's tearing, tearing the black man down. Um, now, if you, go beyond that, then yes. Um, I, and I don't think anybody said, and at least I didn't hear, and I don't view it this way, said he was a failure in life, right? Because what he said was he he made this this many millions of dollars and he put his mom um, on, in a house on a golf course. That's dope as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody is saying you, 
he was a bust in real life. I mean, in 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 life, right? Um, they're, they're saying he's he was a bust on the court, and I'll take it too. I wanted to. I wish um, Wise could be here today because I wanted to talk to him about. He's a Raiders fan, right? So Jamarcus Russell is widely considered a bust, right? He was the number one overall pick. They picked as a quarterback, right? In my opinion, it would be like him saying, like, if if the if the all of and this is me basing what people have said about Kwame Brown, other than Charlemagne keeping it strictly basketball. That would be like Jamarcus Russell saying, yo, y'all are tearing, tearing um, the black man down because y'all said that I'm the biggest bust in NFL history. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's fair for for the, for them to to critique his performance. You know what I'm saying? You, you play, your profession is on the national stage. Um, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's out of the realm or, or uncalled for, for somebody to critique you. Like, they're not saying that you're a failure in life. Like there's less than 1% of people who make it to play professional sports. So like you definitely winning in life. Um, but, and when people like as fans, cause I even, I, I know everybody as a fan has said somebody sucks. The person that you're saying sucks you wouldn't be able to beat them in the sport, in the sport that you're saying that they sucked in, more than likely, right? Your average fan sitting on the couch watching, myself included, like, I am i can't compete with these dudes, right? But in, in the heat of your fandom, you like, man, this dude suck. Like, get him out of there. You know what I'm saying? You passionate about the game. Like, you're not talking about them tearing them down in real life. Like, they're winning. You know what I'm saying? They're winning. They're, they're getting to live out their dream. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, that was kind of my take on the the Kwame Brown joint, and then um, he said something in a, in a video that I thought was dope that I wanted to um, I'll, I'll break up again um, while it's next week when he's here. Um, he talked about uh, being like because we uh, we had a conversation on a previous episode about um, having conversations with people from different like view viewpoints, right? So as far as like how you grow. And Kwame actually said that same thing. I was like, that's that was pretty dope to hear, like, that somebody else like was thinking along the same lines because he was like, yo, um, sometimes you'll hear a message from somebody that you don't like, and what people will do is they'll be closed off to what was said because they don't like that person. And he was like, we need to get back to having like dialogue and and healthy debates because that's how you grow. And I agree with that. I thought, I thought that was a dope uh, point that he brought up in a video. Um, and then he was saying, um, he was like, we don't, we don't have many intelligent conversations, right? Um, because from how do you build your intellect? Um, you really build your intellect from having conversations with people who don't think like you, right? Because that expands your mind. Like if you're talking to somebody who thinks the exact same way as you do, you just talking to yourself. Like there's no growth that's gonna happen there. You just staying the same. Right. So I thought that was cool to um to hear. Um oh, and these basketball playoffs and these fans, yo. These fans are bugging out. Um, like you had the who was that? Russell Westbrook, the fan, uh I think it was either a bottle, it was a bottle or a cup or food, one of them, and it was uh Kyrie too. Like these fans gotta have 
like more consequences than like, all right, you getting arrested and taken out the arena. Cause I feel like those, they don't be really fearing that consequence. Some of these dudes need to be like locked in a room with these players, man. That stuff be crazy. Like you, you like, it's kind of like the internet. Like people, people do stuff that you wouldn't do face to face with, with these people or say stuff that you wouldn't say face to face with these people. Like some of the stuff that they be yelling at these people, it definitely makes it makes um like as far as inter- from inter- for an inter- from an entertainment standpoint, like the hostility of the crowd, like when they be yelling things um um to the opposing team, it it builds that environment. But when it re- reaches that level of like you trying to cause like physical harm to me, like that's crazy, and they doing it because they don't really fear the consequences. They don't think there's gonna be like the the at they know the athlete can't really do anything, right? Because the athlete responds or reacts to that, touches that person, they gonna sue him and probably get some bread from that situation. It's crazy, but yeah, that uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, a couple of joints on here. I uh, save for save for wise. Um, but uh, was that it? Was that it? Was that it? Uh, yeah, that might be it for the, that. Might be it for tonight. Um, about to go upstairs and uh, lay my ass down. Right. Um, see if I could uh. Accidentally slide into something. <laughs> I mean, what's the name? I'd be trying to be slick as heck. You like be in the bed with your wife or your girlfriend. You know, like they sleep. You be laying there and the covers move like, like you fit. You think they move like her turning over or scooting back towards you. You start doing stuff like. Like, all right, let me go ahead and just let it touch. Just let it touch. Try and get in there and pull one of those. But appreciate y'all hanging out with, with me this week. Um, Why I should be here next week. And we'll holler at y'all. This is 8672 Podcast. This is Chris signing out. Peace.